On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got the absolute pleasure of talking with Sean DeClerc from Kick Further. Uh, Kick Further is super, super interesting. Essentially, they crowdsource funding for your inventory. So totally different than some of the financial tools that we've talked about before, like ClearBank or Shopify Capital. Very different than that and a very interesting tool that I think you guys will really get a lot out of. Yeah, Sean was just an absolute pleasure. We talked about, uh, you know, what's working right now in funding and in e-commerce funding specifically. So I think you guys are going to get a lot out of this episode. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash slc so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially today's episode of secrets to scaling your e-commerce brand is brought to you by d2cdesign.com if you're a d2c advertiser fresh creative is your lifeblood you guys know that i talk about that all the time on this podcast you have to refresh your creative that's why it's critical to have a design team that gets you new advertising content week in and week out at a fair price we met up with benson over at d2c designs and came up with a special offer just for listeners of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. They've generously offered to design one free set of creative ads and D2C design strategy sessions personalized just for your brand. So if you like what you see, give them a test. Please let us know. I don't want to have sponsors on here (laughs) that you guys don't like. (laughs) Um, Plus, they specialize in D2C designs that accelerate your brand growth through conversion and personalized designs across your website, email marketing, social media ads, and everything else you need need to grow. So have, head over to d2cdesign.com. That's the letter D. Then the number two and the letter C design.com and claim your free set of creative ads. Now on to today's episode. I have Sean DeClerc here from Kick Further. Sean, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Hey, Jordan. Glad to be here. How's it going? Oh, it's great. It's great. You're on the other side of the coast in Buffalo. You're almost in Canada there, aren't you? Yeah, 40 minutes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Cool. Well, for the listeners who don't know anything about you, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure, Jordan. I'm Sean DeClerc. I'm the founder and CEO of KickFurther. Prior to starting KickFurther, I was running a supply chain, a merchandising company myself. So, you know, buying products from factories in China and then customizing them a little bit, selling them as white labeled or exclusive products to retailers here in the US. And that was going pretty well until I encountered the issue that many entrepreneurs face, which is 
I had to pay my factories to make my stuff before I could sell it to the retailer and earn revenue. And as my business continued to scale, I constantly had to fund more and more inventory. And it just created this hiccup to our growth, right? I was always out there looking for funding. And so what we did is we saw that there was a problem and opportunity in the market. So I started KickFurther. So on kickfurther.com, what you what any product company can do is you can come to KickFurther, tell us the inventory that you need to have funded. We have a community of users that will buy that inventory at cost from your manufacturer. We have that inventory produced and shipped to the businesses. And as the business sells through the inventory, it triggers an underlying consignment contract and they pay our community of users back. So it's inventory crowdfunding for everyone. Cool. So there's kind of three people who win in the scenario, right? There's the investors on your platform. There's you guys for setting up this whole community and facilitating all this. And then there are people like me who are brand owners who this is a huge win for. Can you tell me like what sort of size of businesses does like, does it make sense for like, do you have a minimum? Uh, yeah. So with the businesses that we work with are typically north of $150,000 of trailing 12 months revenue. So we do look for people that are kind of past those initial production runs and have started to achieve product market fit and are really looking at scaling and taking their product business to the next level. So with your name, Kick Further, I'm assuming it's a play on Kickstarter. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm super interested to know, like, do people have to set up their own campaign on Kickfurther, or is it essentially like they sign up and there's already the people in there that want to, that want to invest in this inventory? Oh yeah. So we have a community of buyers. So we call them buyers or inventory funders okay. who are pretty interested in funding the deals that we bring to them. So I would say if you take a look on our platform, most of the deals are getting funded in as little as an hour. So, you know, Oh my gosh. Yeah. We definitely have a very active, very interested community that does the lift for the businesses we work with. I got another question for you here. So what is the difference between a platform like yours and a platform like, let's just use ClearBank because they're kind of the most well-known one, at least in Canada. What's the difference between these two platforms? So ClearBank is structured as a daily debit provider, right? So the way ClearBank works I believe is that they, you go to apply ClearBank and then they give you a bunch of cash, which is a discounted purchase of your future revenue. And then pretty much any revenue that comes through the door, they're going to take a percentage of that. And if you are unable to sell through your inventory, they don't care, right? Because what they did is they purchased a piece of your future revenue. So they're going to just, you know, they're going to come after the amount of funding that they gave you, right? Regardless. With Kickfurther, the way we operate is a true consignment contract. So our inventory, our secured interest is in a specific lot of inventory. So if we fund SKU A, we do not have necessarily the rights to the revenue that comes from sales of SKU B because SKU A is what's on our consignment contract. So we take a smaller, we're not running a UCC or a, a lien across all of the assets of your business or all of the revenue. We're specific to the inventory we fund, which gives our businesses a a nice amount of flexibility. We also are not alone. So it's Kickfurther's inventory that we have funded that's placed on consignment with a business. So you're not taking on a debt, you're not taking on a liability. And of course, you know, nobody wants this to happen. But in the event that the inventory we fund doesn't sell, there is an option uh, to return that inventory to Kickfurther and essentially 
like uh, disappear, right? Like your obligation ends there. If you return to us the stuff that you funded, you have no further obligation to kick further or to our community members. And to me, that's like probably the biggest difference is that if you don't breach the kick further contract, there's no way that we put you into bankruptcy. You can't lose your business working with kick further as long as you don't breach the contract. Whereas with other, you know, any pretty much any daily debit, anybody that's issuing a small business loan, you're putting all of your equity at risk, right? By taking yeah. the debt onto your balance sheet. Interesting. Very interesting. I've got more questions for you here. Uh, I'm sure you, you've got answers that you want to give at some point here. More. <laughs> But I'm genuinely, as a uh, consumer of these types of financial tools, super interested in this. So how in the world do you track which inventory? So so say for me, like I've got a very large fabric bill coming up uh, in mm-hmm. the next two weeks or something. I think it's like 500 grand. Let's just say that I have that coming up. How would you know if I was buying a specific, like, is it buying specific SKUs or is it buying parts of that? Because that seems like that wouldn't work for my fabric purchase. Is that correct? Yeah, so effectively the way that we've worked, uh, it sounds like with your fabric purchase, you've got some kind of apparel company or something you're doing with the fabric, right? You're turning it into some kind of finished goods. Yeah, so, yeah, so in this comes case- China, Comes over here, we finish it here. Yeah, so in this case, essentially you're acting as the manufacturer and you're purchasing your raw materials, which is the fabric from China, right? Yeah. And so we have a whole uh, consignment funding structure to work with businesses that operate as their own manufacturers. With In this case, what we would do is we would look at your sale price of how much you sell the finished products for. We fund at some percentage of that sale price, right? So if we're looking at retail, we are funding at about 25% of your retail price. If we're looking at wholesale, we typically fund about 50% of wholesale price. We fund the finished goods. So if you're making t-shirts, right, we're not funding the fabric. We fund the finished t-shirts. If you can then take that funding, go purchase your fabric, turn it into t-shirts, sell your t-shirts, and then you pay us back on that consignment contract. If you don't make the t-shirts, right, they are under consignment as if they had been sold. So you tell us you're going to make 10,000 t-shirts, you only make 5,000 t-shirts, you owe us 5,000 t-shirts or (laughs) the payment, the consignment payment for those 5,000 t-shirts that you didn't make, right? So essentially we give you the funding, we fund the finished goods. And then as you sell through the finished goods, you pay us back. And I think you said, how do we track it? You know, you would tell us with whatever inventory management system you use, hey, you're going to be funding SKUs A, B, C, and D. We tie into that system and that's how we track it over time. Is it an easy sync with stores on Shopify? Easier and easier (laughs) is what I'll say. So uh, I would say, you know, that's actually technology we're building like today. There's people banging on keyboards, getting those APIs spun up. So that'll probably be live in three to four weeks from right now. So maybe even by the time this podcast goes live. probably by the time it goes live, it will be, (laughs) you'll have that integration. Yeah, we're moving really fast here at Kick Further. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it's, sounds incredible. What else do you want our audience to know? And I, I don't want our, our audience to know, first of all, like we don't get anything from having somebody like Sean on here. Like Sean's not paying me to be on here to talk about kick further. I genuinely want to bring you guys tools that are going to help your business 
thrive and succeed, right? That's the the big thing. I, I want you guys to know that, you know, there is that trust there that I'm bringing him on to, to really show us just other options out there other than Shopify Capital and ClearBank and those ones. Like this is a really cool option. I actually love it. So Sean, is there anything else that you want our audience to know? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great segue. So I've always said, Jordan, that my goal is for awareness here, right? So what I've been always trying to do is put the kick further tool into the entrepreneur's toolbox, right? There's zero cost to apply, zero cost to talk to one of our people to understand what kind of funding you would qualify for. We only make revenue as an organization on a success fee when the deals are successfully funded, right? So our interests are very aligned with the entrepreneurs we work with. And I look at it exactly the same way that you just described, right? This is a tool for the people that can use it, for the people for whom it will help grow their business. And for everyone else, you know, I think there might come a time where it's useful. So, you know, it's just awareness. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Oh, I really appreciate you being on. I'm going to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on this podcast. What is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling is understanding my unit economics, right? So what's my cost to acquire? What's my average lifetime revenue? And having a really solid foundation on unit economics gives me the ability to raise additional growth capital very efficiently and to really know when and where to apply uh, growth capital. Mm, That's great. I cannot say enough about that, right? Knowing your unit economics and just knowing your projections in general, right? Based on all of those is so, so important. If you guys don't have, you know, a a fractional CFO or somebody like that, I highly recommend looking into getting somebody who can help you figure that out if that is not your area of expertise. It's super important to having a business that's going to continue to grow. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you make 5 million, 10 million, 15 million in revenue, if you're not profitable at the end of the day and you're not acquiring customers at a price that makes sense for you and your and like Sean said like your unit economics are off it doesn't matter how much revenue you make at the end of the day you're not going to be profitable ever right <laughs> no and the other thing i would add on to that is if you can't afford a fractional cfo like google around on unit economics you can get really really far as an entrepreneur right of understanding your own unit economics just from your own data you don't have to hire a fractional cfo and it's way better to get like 80% of the way there by yourself than be 0% of the way there because you're worried that you don't know how to do it, right? So it's like, take those first steps of understanding unit economics. There's, It's better to know anything than to know nothing. Yes, yes, totally. Well, and even before you hire somebody, you should have an idea of what you're hiring <laughs> right, for. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> awesome, I'm gonna ask you three questions. This is our lightning round. What is Ready. your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? My favorite is Salesforce. It is ridiculously robust and has more functionality than we know to do with. What size of companies do you think it makes sense to move over to Salesforce for? As soon as you're starting to think about putting any sort of resources into developing a CRM, you should go to the best in-class CRM and just invest in it because it's for you know any resources you put into building your own, you're going to be behind the ball and you're going to be playing catch up for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And there, there are a lot of agency owners also who listen to this podcast. I know because they reach out to me all the time. <laughs> and yeah, guys, for, for you, if you're running an agency out there, you have to have a CRM. And if, especially if you have a sales team, like it's just, it's an absolute must. Uh, I've never gone as far as Salesforce before. We're HubSpot guys, but I know that we're missing, you know, critical pieces of that journey. So <laughs> the ecosystem is just very robust, right? Like there's a lot of stuff that ties into Salesforce. They just bought Slack, you know, so they're very much in that ecosystem type of company. Oh, I didn't know that they bought Slack. 
I mean, knock on wood, I'm pretty sure that that's correct. I think Salesforce bought Slack, but yeah, I'd I believe fact you. Check me. I believe fact you. Check me on that. I'll, I'll, I'll fact, I'm going to leave this in either way, but I'm, I'll fact check it after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to? Uh, so I'm currently listening to, so I've got two. One is Obama's book that he just released, which is yeah. The Promised Land. So just great rhetoric, right? He's a strong writer and the story is very interesting. And from a business perspective, I'm enjoying Never Split the Difference by Chris Moss, which is kind of a you know, short book on just pure negotiation, which is pretty interesting. I heard a really good interview with him recently uh, with Roland Frazier. And so I've, I've read the book and I loved it. He was actually talking about a negotiating tactic that he's loved during COVID. Um, hmm. And it's because like the big takeaway from that book is how am I supposed to do that? Right. It's just right. always putting it back to the other person. Well, how am I supposed to do that? So we've yeah. actually, so he had a bit of a tweak to it, which has actually helped me negotiate my last two deals uh, incredibly well. It's like, and it, it also comes from seven habits of highly effective people. It's like, how do we make this a win-win for both sides? I'm going to show you everything on my side. I'm going to be so transparent that you may not even believe me, but let's find a win-win on both sides. And I, I heard him talk about that and it works because it's a good thing to do, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the, the reality is, is that if you, it's, we don't know what we don't know. Right. And so often I find in negotiations that you think something is really important to them, but it's not right. And then when you actually learn about what are the attributes that are really important in a deal to the counterpart. Party. Sometimes you can get everything you want and give them everything they want. And it's a real win-win, right? But you don't, you can never get there if you don't know what they want. And if you haven't clearly defined what you want, right? Totally. And so I think that's a huge part of it. Everybody thinks everything's about money and it generally <laughs> isn't. It's like, oh, oh, okay. That's the thing that matters to you. Like you actually just want out because you want to hang out with your kids more. Well, hey, let's make right. sure that there's, that you're not hanging on to this business for longer than you need to, you know, right. like it's just, it's finding those. Yeah. I, I can't say enough good things about yeah. that book. Uh, one more question for you. If you could sit down with anybody for an hour, they have to be alive, have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, who would it be? I would have to pick Bill Gates who I have a lot of respect for as an entrepreneur. And, you know, I kind of look at him as the guy that if I could achieve my wildest dreams, I end up in a place close to Bill Gates, like curing polio. Like, how does it get better than that? Right. That's the mm. best application of our curing polio in India, you know? So I really like what he does with the, you know, the Gates Foundation, obviously everything he did with Microsoft. I find the whole story really interesting. So yeah, I'd be very curious to, to hang out with him. That'd be just a great conversation. And like, what an incredible person. I just love, I love watching him and Warren Buffett together. The, you know, two of the richest people in the world. And they're just so like, they want, they have purpose, right? They want to do real things beyond just selling stuff. And to me, that's so inspiring. Yeah. Sean, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Really appreciate your time. Where can people find out more about you and more about Kick Further? Uh, so you can find out more about Kick Further at www.kickfurther.com. You can find out more about me mostly through Kick Further. If anybody has any questions for me, they can shoot me an email, Sean, S-E-A-N at kickfurther.com. And I try to be responsive. Awesome. Not big awesome. on social media. Yeah. Hey, no, <laughs> no, no problem. Well, thanks again for your time today. 
Thank you, Jordan. It was great to be here. Hey, guys. We hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.